episode 111 of the good stuff kids podcast i am your host mike mason and this is the show it's my show where i talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families and on today's episode episode number 111 talk to Mr. G, who has a brand new album out called Mundo Verde, Green World. And do you like that little clip of music you just heard? That's called Patas en el Aire, just one of the incredible songs you can find on Mr. G's new album. Before we get to Mr. G, I want to say that you can find all of the old episodes, so much good stuff, so many certified and bona fide creators of phenomenal content for kids at my website www.goodstuffpod.com all the old episodes are also available anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts apple Podcasts, stitcher wherever it is all i ask tell a friend one friend one other parent one other person who spends time with kids tell them that we've got some good stuff for them lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of good stuff of course you can email me mike at goodstuffpod.com or find me on all of the social media at goodstuffpod it's that simple thanks for listening as always here is mr g be sure to listen all the way to the end to hear that full song patas en el aire all the way through in its entirety Thanks for listening. Talk to you at the end. We got get you. We got what good stuff. Good, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Good podcast. Oh yeah. Like we're rolling, right? So it is a it is a great great pleasure to welcome Mr. G to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you, Mr. G? I'm doing great. How are you today, Mike? I'm doing all right. Sounds like we both got some beautiful days on our hands, and it's a nice time to uh, to talk to yeah. each other. We're uh, just to set the scene. A couple of days from Halloween, you got a big thing going, um, and a new record out, and we have a lot a lot to talk about. So um, indeed, indeed. So I think that what I love, and I think people really get a kick out of, is hearing how how people got their start. Like, how did Mr. G come to be? And I didn't mean to rap there, but I did. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> that was nice. Well, let's see. Um, ways that I never saw coming uh, that all punched in the end. Um, the most obvious thing was I had a 20-year career as a musician, as a singer-songwriter and band leader performing for grown-ups. Um, so, and, and I started writing songs as a child when I was about eight or nine when I got my first guitar. So I've been a musician forever. Um, and then my last touring band had this sort of strange dual identity where we would play rock clubs and theaters at night, but then we had a different name and a different, uh, uh, educational performing group called the Roots Music Collective. And we would do assemblies at elementary schools. Um, and at that point I was really moved and taken by the energy. It's sort of the authentic responsive of children to what we were doing uh it felt more pure and more powerful to me than really than what we were doing at night in the clubs and uh-huh. so i made a choice to uh transition and i went to uh back to grad school and got a master's in education uh with the intention of becoming a, a classroom teacher which i did briefly uh, but then i started writing songs with my my uh students 
and one thing led to another and uh soon enough i was back performing at a lot of the same venues but at 10 in the morning instead of 10 at night <laughs> like the hard, hard rock cafe or something yeah, like that yeah um and so uh that's that's pretty really how the mr g thing came about yeah and and so was there a, i mean it's so interesting like you were, you were doing sort of both at the same time and what drew you mm-hmm. to the drew to the the kids and family side is like this authenticity and i think authenticity is yeah. really like in the genre right like of of kids mm-hmm. and family independent music like authenticity is so huge and and people can people get it people yeah. understand it and and i think that your your angle if we were to say that Mr. G has an angle is even, you know, potentially more authentic. Like uh, so much of your music is in two languages. So Mm -hmm. when was that decision made to say like, I'm going to, you know, have as much Spanish as English in the music that I Mm. make? Well, really so much, uh, if not everything about this uh, this project has been so organic. And one quick note about your first question, the Mr. G, the name came about because when I was a, classroom teacher, um, my last name is impossible to pronounce, <laughs> Gundersheimer, and I didn't want to torture the kids, so I said, just call me Mr. G, and so that's how that started, and, when, and then that was prior to writing children's songs, as soon as I started writing some with, with my students, of course, they just called me Mr. G, because that's what they called me anyway, uh-huh. um, and then shortly after uh, uh, the first album came out, which was called Pizza for Breakfast, uh-huh. uh, got married, and I was on my honeymoon, uh, in Colombia in the wintertime. And that's relevant because there were about three feet of snow here in New England, uh-huh. and it was gorgeous on, on the beach in uh, Colombia in January. Uh-huh. And I had a thought, which was, um, well, what really happened was I just some kids came by, and I had my guitar on the beach, and I just wrote a song for them in the moment. And uh, they loved it, and it was just a really fun, little simple interaction. And it occurred to me, like, well, you know, I... I never thought to write in songs in Spanish, even though I, I spoke, I speak Spanish and have for many years. Uh-huh. I never thought to write in Spanish when I was doing the indie rock world. Yeah, right. Uh, circuit. But yeah. it occurred to me, like, wow, if I wrote some songs in Spanish, maybe we, we could, I was loving performing for kids. Maybe we could uh, get out of the New England winter and come down to South America every year and, and uh play for kids down here yeah do you, um, is that song not like, w- realizing at all how that was that song yeah i, I was just gonna say i'm, I'm sorry, I'm, sorry I cut, I lost I'm sorry i cut you off but the um is that song in the rotation did you record it oh yeah that song is uh, you can actually there's a video of it it's called vamos a la playa and we actually had a camera with us just like our you know just like a cell phone kind of uh and my wife documented this, some, the, the interaction with the kids, and so that you can watch that on YouTube. That, I've, uh, running uh, around with the kids right, right after I wrote the song. That's awesome. So I have seen the like I've seen that video. I did not realize the backstory. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, and so that song made it onto the next album, along with another one I wrote on that trip, Cocodrilo. And um, those were just the only two I had written at that point. Um, but people really had a strong, positive response to those. Um, and after that album, we actually did go to Mexico and started playing in schools. And for the third album, which is called Chocolala La, I was, I was sold on like, wow, this could be a really fascinating way to combine these, not only these interests in, in languages, but also musical styles. Cause I love, uh, 
so many musical styles, including lots of Latin styles, but I hadn't really explored that either. So um, never saw any of this coming. And uh, this is the way it would all to, you know, all sorts of fascinating stuff. And now um, uh, we're on um, Right. So, so Ben, hold on two seconds. You were talking about Chaco La La La, and yeah. you were talking about the the influence of of Latin sound and and, mm-hmm. and Spanish. And you were, I think, you were about to get into the Ha La La La. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, so that was a exactly. It's only to say that uh, uh, now. Also writing songs incorporating Hebrew and, and Yiddish. Uh-huh. Right. And so, uh, yeah, the Yiddish one, right? So, you know, you, you gave me carte blanche to open into, like, digging into these <laughs> songs a little bit. But the uh, the Tuchas song, the yeah. best. The best. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. It's a little controversial for some people. It's a little too risque. But, uh, oh, man. I, <laughs> I totally appreciate it. Yeah, it's just so everyone's aware. Tuchus is Yiddish for <laughs> "but," basically. So exactly. That's a great one. Okay, so so you're you're touring and you know going to Mexico. You were spending time in Spanish-speaking countries do, touring mm-hmm. music, and I think we should backtrack for just a second and just say overall the Mr. G experience includes like eight albums. Like you you've put out a lot of really great music. And I think that something like it's important to note. Like I find this so cool. You won a Latin Grammy award. I did. Yeah, it was extraordinarily exciting and uh, kind of a pinnacle for any any musician and sort of a affirmation of, uh, of course, a particular album, uh, but also sort of life's work and, and dedication and, and love of of being a musician, but also sort of like. It's it's a tough it's a tough uh, it's a tough road to hoe in some respects you know and there have been lots of ups and downs along the way prior to getting into children's music so uh, that was a, a really phenomenal uh, gratifying experience needless to say right and in terms of the albums um, you know I've just always been a really prolific writer I just it's just it's just for me right playing music writing music is is a great joy I think it is for most people and. I have a recording studio in my house, and I've made an album a year since we started, since I started uh, the Mr. G Project, and uh, just to ha- always have too many songs going, so there'll never be enough time to record them all. But uh, it's just, it's just a blast, and particularly these days, starting to collaborate more with really fabulous musicians from all around the world. That's that's great. So, what's an example of the of a collaboration? Well, this this album that just came out is called Mundo Verde, um, and this is an album that's a bilingual Spanish-English album that's a collection of uh, environmental themed songs. So with this album, I collaborated with, uh, I believe, 13 countries in Central and South America. Uh, and so one example would be uh, the title track, Mundo Verde, Green World, is a collaboration that's a samba. So it's a collaboration with these wonderful Brazilian percussionists, including a guy named Mauro Rafosco, who tours with the Red Hot Chili Peppers and has been in David Byrne's band for many years. Wow. Uh, another another example would be 
a song called Gosar, which means enjoy, and that's a, a merengue. And the, the country that's really the iconic country for merengue is Dominican Republic. So when we were there performing in February, I recorded with this remarkable band, 12-piece band called Cuatro Cuarenta. And those guys are like household names in Latin America because they're merengue superstars. So th- those types of cross-cultural just been incredibly exciting. Wow. Okay. So, and then the, well, um, my mind is blown. Like, you're playing in the Dominican Republic. Like, you're going to all these places. That's so cool. So how do you, like, I guess just, like, for for people who want to travel and, like, find other musicians to play with, like, how did you hook all these things up? You know, a lot, everything's been very much uh, grassroots, organic, kind of word-of-mouth stuff. I mean, these... Uh, it's with every year as we tour more, travel more, uh, interact more with people from different facets of, of life and the music community. Just it's, I mean, let me think for, to give you one example. Okay. So for, for the Dominican Republic, um, a friend of mine who's a co-producer on Mundo Verde is a great, uh, producer named Emilio Miller. And he's in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. He knew the producer, engineer for Cuatro Cuarenta, the band. He reached out to them over Facebook and just said, check out the song that, that Mr. G wrote. I think this could be a really cool collaboration. Sent it to them. It's like an iPhone demo. Yeah. And they wrote, they wrote back, like, that'd be awesome. You know, if he's ever going to be in the country, let's connect. And so it was that simple. So um, really just person to person, just organic connections yeah that's amazing and then you get yeah. it and then you get into the room and it's like you know maybe say a word about the the language of music right like yes you can speak you can speak you know you can communicate but like what is that like when you take your song and then you're joined by this band oh yeah absolutely i mean that's uh, i love that you asked that because there's a the cliche of, of music as a universal language but right. um that's trotted out so often, but I honestly have have now experienced that uh, so many times, and it's such a power because I've also been in contexts where I don't speak the language. I've performed with worked with some African musicians, um, and and it, and even you know in, in some of the Latin countries, it's just like the accent is different. I don't you know they speak really fast. I don't necessarily, but it doesn't like we're there to play music together, and often that's that's. That's how we're communicating anyway, uh, and the the energy in the room and just the, the spirit of warmth and connection, uh, you know, strangers looking at each other in the eyes and just kind of getting a jolt of energy from what we're creating cross-culturally together is so exciting. And honestly, I just feel like uh, along with the message of this new album, which is environmental, uh, this kind of cross-cultural connection and uh, I just feel like it's important for our times where there's so much uh, suspicion and division. Um, music, I think, has unique powers to bring people together, and, and I've, I've witnessed it firsthand. Right. That's amazing. So we're, we're, we're going to get to the new album in just a second. I just wanted to ask you about a couple of your older pieces, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, of course. So, so tell me a little bit. I mean, so like there's the, the La 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 
the la 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 sequence, right? There's choco la 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 and ha la 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 la. And I'm sorry yeah. if I'm like totally butchering that. I just like, can't no, you're perfect. can't you're say perfect. enough la las. But um, so choco la 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 was the name of a record, right? Yes, choco la 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 was our was the third album, and that was the first one that was a complete bilingual Spanish English album. Right. And you know, people just a quick note about that because people often are curious where song ideas come from. And it really can be anything. And in that instance, we were performing in, in Guatemala and just walking down the street one day and there was a sign across the street that said, Chocolalala. Uh-huh. And just like the loose of, and I walked across, it was this really cool candy store. But just the, the language caught my ear, it caught my eye and then caught my ear. It's just like something, like a fun play. On yeah, that's totally, and, mu- uh, it's so, like totally musical. Yeah, totally musical and totally fun. Um, so yes, Chocolala was the third album uh-huh. and the first bilingual Spanish English album. Right. Cool. Okay. And then there's the sequel, Hala La La La, and Hala is the traditional bread that is eaten on the, on Shabbat for, for Jewish people. And I think that like, that's so cool that you're able to take this one instance of inspiration and apply it in these two, like super educational ways, because I, you know, like a, you were in Guatemala when you wrote it. Like that's an amazing thing. Yeah. And and then B, like not everyone knows about Hala, and it's the it's like also right. delicious. <laughs> it is also delicious. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. And you know, actually, I've done that several times. There's a because the the Hala La La song appears on a this Jewish themed album I uh, was commissioned to write uh, by this great uh, organization called PJ Library. Uh-huh, sure. Uh, but uh, that album is called The Mitzvah Bus, so all Jewish-themed children. I, I, I reworked several older songs for that. So in addition to uh, I have a song called, and an album, the first Jewish album is called Pizza. And uh, on The Mitzvah Bus, there's a song for breakfast. Yeah. And nice. so it's been, it's, been, it's been fun to sort of revisit and, then, and give them a new a spin in that way. Right. So I actually, I have to ask a question that's not necessary. I mean, it is music related and it's Mr. G related entirely, but you're blowing my mind with all these places that you're going, like Guatemala, Dominican Republic. What, it, 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 off the top of your head, what are some of the, the, the places that you've been to, to perform as, uh, the Mr. G, as Mr. G? It's so fascinating. I'm sorry, you cut out, what are some of the what? Oh, so some of the, the places where you've performed. So like Guatemala. Oh, what, are, what, what are some of the highlights? Yeah, like question? like places like Guatemala. One like that that is somewhere I've never been. <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. Well, definitely. Any 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 time we've left the country, that's just instantly fascinating. And 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 uh, yeah, I think I think often in the states people can just lump less together. But each country, of course, has its own distinct identity and culture. So. Preferring Guatemala and just being there is very different from being in Dominican Republic or being in Mexico or being in the Dominican Republic. So right. uh, all of those experiences have been really fascinating. And then on the home front, um, some of the most uh, memorable and venues have been, and or just festivals, like we played the New Orleans Jazz Festival, and uh, that's to me like the greatest music festival there is so just yeah. to be there to be there I've, I've been there as a fan so to be there performing uh was remarkable and saw so many of my heroes performing there as well um played austin city limits and 
Central Park and Summer Stage in New York. And um, just one thing after another has just been like full of, of surprises the way this has unfolded. So that I feel so, extremely, extremely yeah. lucky. That is so cool. Extremely lucky. So what's the one where you're like, I cannot believe, all right, so like maybe it's, maybe it's a, a jazz fest. You know, like yeah. that's like the maybe I don't know, but like, is there one where you're like, I cannot believe I am playing in X place? Like, yeah, well, definitely, yeah. definitely. There's been several. I mean, the ones, all, all, all the ones I just, I just referenced. I mean, I yeah, would would fall into. I mean, certainly Central Park Summer Stage. I mean, I've seen number of my heroes perform there, and uh, to then be standing on that stage looking out at the crowd as the as the artist is kind of surreal for sure yeah oh, that's amazing okay cool. that is that is so so cool congrats that's amazing thank you and well deserved thank because you. you're making great music so let's talk about mundo verde this is uh that that means green planet and you're inspired to take a a more environmental um sort of turn for the music and there's uh you know the the part that i loved i mean i love the music and and we'll get to a couple of the songs in a second but the sort of the uh the spoken word and i mean spoken word is that really the right way to say it but like the the recycling piece what was the what was that what was the influence for that where did that come from um well for people who haven't heard the album what what uh he's referring to is uh we have I believe on Mundo Verde Green where we have three different interstitials, which are these spoken sections, um, almost like an audio play, like they're the sound in that one, they're the sound effects of a street scene. And then I'm having a conversation with someone, a bilingual Spanish English conversation about um she's asking like where am I going? What am I doing? And I explain I'm going to the recycling center and she's like, What's that? And so we what it ends up being is hopefully an educational uh and playful uh, way of teaching about something, whether it is, in this case, you learn some words in Spanish or in English, depending on which language you're learning, and uh, maybe learn what the importance of recycling, but hopefully not in a, <laughs> a way that's heavy-handed. No, not uh, but at more, right. Yeah. So, and we've done that several times. That was, um, we did that on the Los Animales album, and that's the one that won the Latin Grammy, and I think part of the rationale uh, I think, and I think the first time I did it was on the Ave Fiesta, which is an album that got a Latin Grammy nomination. Was to realize that we start to realize that people really uh, use the music to learn English uh, if they're based in Latin America or they're growing up here. But uh, English is their second language, and when then we've known for a long time that people are using the music to learn Spanish. Uh -huh. So it just felt like another opportunity to to uh, do some some teaching, but hopefully, and like I said, like a, a, a creative and fun way. Awesome. Uh, and also to, to touch on some of the thematic points of the album. Right. That's great. Um, yeah, I really like that. I, I was like, okay, I see, I see where, I see what's happening here, and I like it. Nice. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. So let's uh, let's get a little music nerdy here for a second, if you don't mind. And uh, I love it. I tell love me, it. tell me about pause in the air because that is some okay. deep, deep reggae that I loved. Fantastic. Well, the inspiration that song is in is in Spanish. That's patas en el aire. So pause in the air. And uh, I live on a dead-end road in the woods of Massachusetts. And right out the window of my recording studio, I see some, some pretty amazing wildlife. Sometimes I see black bears or deer or rabbits and foxes. And always my dog Josie is running around. And 
keeping an eye out. So just uh, I'm just a big nature lover, and uh-huh. I'm unfortunate to live where where I'm working. I look out the window and, and get a lot of inspiration from from the natural world. So that was the inspiration from the song itself, um, and I just wrote it as like a little reggae song on the acoustic guitar. Um, and then sometimes it was stylistically like there are instances where I want to treat the style uh, pretty straight up. Uh, and for example, there's a song on Los Animales called Baila Como Las Hormigas, uh-huh. Dance Like the Ants. That we did like with this amazing salsa band, and it's like a full-on salsa, authentic, old-school salsa. Uh-huh. With this, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to do it quite the same with like traditional bass and drums, uh, the way, like, a, like, uh, so I connected with my friend Paolo Stagnaro, who's this great percussionist, and he he tours with Angelique Kijo and Ricky Martin, wow. and we just talked about it, and we was like, what about using like the djembe and just tracking a whole bunch of djembes, and just make it more of like um, like campfire reggae rather than like full on like Jimmy Cliff Bob Marley reggae. <laughs> so it's. You know, like, what if you're, like, out in your woods just playing, just like a couple guys? And so that's that's the aesthetic we went for. And then I connected with a friend, um, this great uh, flautist named Jose Valentino, and he played all the flutes. And that was also an interesting, like, what can we introduce as a color, a texture that we don't typically feel in reggae? Because it was obviously going to have this reggae vibe just from the, the rhythm and the acoustic guitar laying it down like it is. But then to sort of add these elements that would make it uh, a little unusual and still super organic. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that totally comes through the idea of, like, sitting outside. And I think maybe, like, that's what sort of resonated deeply for me is because I play djembe, I play guitar, like, I've been right. at that campfire. And right. that's so funny that, like, that's the that was the vibe. And, I, like, I didn't put that. Oh, man, you're blowing my mind. Uh, that, blowing my mind all over the place. So ha- that makes me so happy because that's, that was sort of the the, 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 the spirit we wanted to convey with that. Cool. Nice, nice. So, okay, so Mr. G, this new album, Mundo Verde, is available. Like, where where can we find it? I mean, in addition to all of the other records. Well, everything is available uh, through our website, which is mrgsongs.com, and that's all spelled out, M-I-S-T-E-R-G-S-O-N-G-S, mrgsongs.com. Um, physical CDs can also get through CD Baby, and we're online, uh, you know, through iTunes and Amazon and Spotify and Pandora and all that stuff. Very cool. But supporting, support, I know a lot of people really do want to do the right thing with music and support the indie artists, and so for that, we say, first of all, thank you so much, and Uh also, you know, just going directly to our site is the best. Is the best. Okay, so that's that's important to know. Like, the the best way to support, not just Mr. G, but but any artist who is who is everybody, everybody. putting like yeah. very very high quality art out into the world is to to go direct to them. So we are we're recording. It is uh, the twenty seventh of October, which means in four days it's Halloween. Um, I, this may not come out exactly like on Halloween or in the week or two after <laughs> Halloween. But what is happening in your world right now that is so Halloweeny? Well, I'm standing outside this beautiful theater called the Academy of Music in Northampton, uh, where we are playing our annual Halloween show on Sunday morning. So I am in full Halloween prep mode, and what I need to do is 
come up with a costume because <laughs> we do this every year and we need to uh, mix it up and keep it fresh for the 800 kids who, sh- who are going to show up on Sunday morning. Whoa. All right. So, <laughs> so I think that by th- this will not be a spoiler, but what are you thinking for your costume? Oh, if I, if I knew, I would tell you, I really do have to pull this together. No <laughs> idea right now. <laughs> well, I appreciate your honesty. Um, so let me, let me just, so this new album, this particular piece at the, at the, um, at the theater, what's coming up for, for Mr. G so we can, can we catch you on the road? Like what's the, what's Absolutely. the upcoming? Absolutely. So right after the show on Sunday, we fly down to North Carolina for a week of, uh, concerts through the performing arts center down there in, uh, Raleigh, Durham, and also playing some schools. Uh, we're going to be but in Boston, at the beginning of December, we're playing the Jewish Museum, a big Hanukkah show in the middle of New York City, in the middle of December. Oh. And um, and then we're taking a little break. We've been on the road for most of this year, and so uh, things are about to wind down a little bit. But still, some some. Oh yeah, we'll be we're doing a whole series of uh, thinking. Now we're traveling more than I remembered. Uh, Hanukkah shows. So we'll be in Atlanta uh-huh. uh, in December. For a Hanukkah show, we'll be in Virginia Beach, um, and again on our website because I'm probably not even remembering everything. Right. The tour dates are there. Nice. So MrGSongs.com, catch Mr. G. He's doing the real, the real stuff. Um, oh, thank you so much. Um, how do I? I'm going to say this the right way. Like the the care with which you approach this, the um, like your world is a lot more expansive than other people's. A because of message and B because of language. Like it's just mm. it's legit. Like no one else I've talked to has gone to Guatemala, man. Like that is so <laughs> important, right? Because kids there are kids in Guatemala who need like who need love, right? Who need music, who need yep. like the big hug that you give them. Like it, it's, it's yeah. amazing. Amazing. Well thank you. I'm really, really um I just want to meet you in person. <laughs> <laughs> it's really wonderful to connect. And we're clearly on the same page about all kinds of things. A hundred percent. All right. Um, good luck with the show this weekend. Open invite. Obviously, I don't think that, I mean, it sounds like both of us really feel like this relationship is just beginning and not ending in any way. So, um, Indeed. So good luck with everything this weekend. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, have a great time at the big show. Thank you. I'm, I will. I'm going to walk around the corner now and take a picture of the marquee and, and text it over to you. Oh, that'd be sweet. Awesome. Can't wait to see All right, it. Man. All right, man. Later. Right, have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So there was a little bit of a mutual love vest between uh, Mr. G and myself. I was really into what he was, what he's doing. I'm really into what he does. Does amazing music, travels to amazing places, bringing his music and his caring and his heart and his soul to all kinds of kids and all kinds of people. And everyone can take something from that. He is a he is a gift, a gift, and he has a gift and he shares that gift with his audience. That, my friends, is about as uh, as emotional and sentimental as I've gotten on the Good Stuff Kids podcast, outside of talking about things that happened at uh, our summer camp. So, that being said, stay tuned for Patas and El Aire, and uh, drop me a line, mike at goodstuffpod.com, or hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at goodstuffpod. Or go to my website, goodstuffpod.com. Or, I don't know, like, text me, I guess? (laughs) 
<laughs> Here is Patas and El Aire by Mr. G. Talk to you soon. Stuff.